This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri land, and this is The Full Story. The ACT inquiry into Bruce Lehrman's sexual assault trial was meant to uncover how police and prosecutors conducted themselves in that case. Now the head of the inquiry, Walter Sofronoff, is facing possible legal action, and the ACT's Director of Public Prosecutions, Shane Drumgold, has resigned. So what went wrong with this inquiry, and what did it actually find? Today, the fallout from the Sofronoff report. It's Wednesday, the 9th of August. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You've written that the media circus around the inquiry's findings and the way that they've been released has caused huge damage. Why is that? Well, look, the point that I've been trying to make is is effectively this. You know, the government came out on Monday and told us two things. It told us to accept the recommendations of Walter Sofronoff and accept that those recommendations would help repair the damage to the justice system that had been done by this case. Christopher North is a reporter for Guardian Australia. But then, you know, in the next breath, it also said that it had serious concerns about the way Sofronoff had conducted himself during the inquiry. So those two things are very difficult to have in your mind in tandem. It's hard to accept that this report is going to be the saviour of the ACT's justice system at the same time that the government, who's responsible for implementing these reforms, is so stridently attacking the man who has made those recommendations. I mean, it was an extraordinary press conference on, on Monday. I mean, watching Andrew Barr, the chief minister, really just go to town on Walter Sofronoff, to be honest, and publicly criticise him in that way, the man he's appointed for this really critical task of repairing confidence in the in the justice system was something to behold. And there's always this sense among journalists and observers of this case in particular that it is so damaging to everyone who becomes involved in it, that nobody manages to emerge from this unscathed. And it's quite horrible to watch, to be honest, because it each time a new sort of tentacle comes out on this case, it causes damage for people. So I think it's really unfortunate that, that the way that this report has been released has tainted the work that it's done. And I, I think that, unfortunately, that on any reading of it, that tainting is is sort of unavoidable now. Well, we'll get into the work that the inquiry's done and the findings of its report 
a little bit later. But first, can you remind us how we got here? Just to recap for listeners who who might have lost the thread of, of what's happening here, this inquiry was prompted when Shane Drumgold, who up until last week was the ACT's Director of Public Prosecutions and ran the case, when he made a series of, of really quite extraordinary allegations about police conduct, um, accusing their police of effectively aligning themselves with the defence during the investigation and, and trial of, of Bruce Lerman. Now, that was quite remarkable for, for many reasons, mostly because police and prosecutors are two really important cogs in the justice system. They're supposed to work together. So evidence of this really public rift was quite remarkable. So Drumgold called for this inquiry and it was instituted and many of the allegations that he had made about police conduct were found to be baseless during this inquiry. And in fact, the inquiry did make some really serious findings about shame Drumgold and we'll come to those later. But the release of the report this week was really tainted by some quite extraordinary criticism from the ACT government about the man who led the inquiry, Walter Sofronoff. Tell me a little bit more about Walter Sofronoff, Casey. So Walter Sofronoff is a former Queensland judge. He came into this inquiry highly recommended with a really good reputation for doing this sort of work. He had previously led the really quite groundbreaking inquiry in Queensland into failures with DNA evidence. And so he'd come down here to basically probe these allegations against both police and prosecutors. Right. And so why is he being so heavily criticised now? So what happened last week was that Sofronoff had himself sent a copy of his final report to two journalists, one at the Australian and one at the ABC. Now, he did so under embargo. What that means is that there's basically an agreement that the contents of it won't be published for a certain time period. In this case, it was until the ACT government itself had released the report. On Wednesday, we saw some quite rapid developments. We saw the Australian publish a really detailed piece about the findings of of Walter Sofronoff's inquiry. They clearly were basing that on a copy of the report that they had. And then the next day, we saw the ABC do the same. The issue for Walter Sofronoff here is that there's quite strict instructions that are contained in the Inquiries Act in the ACT, which govern the way that material gathered during the inquiry or or documents that are created during the inquiry can be handled. And particularly with the final report, the the Inquiries Act only allows Walter Sofroff to provide that to the Chief Minister. And the interesting thing about the Inquiries Act is that there are penalties for unauthorised disclosures. Mm. So... What that led to on Monday was a, a quite extraordinary degree of criticism from the Chief Minister, Andrew Barr, and from the Attorney General, Shane Rattenbury, of Sofronoff's conduct. And the Chief Minister, Andrew Barr, described what Sofronoff had done as a significant lapse of judgment. And he said that one of the two journalists who had received that final report had done so before it had been provided to even him. So, you know, you've got a journalist being provided a copy of the report prior to the Chief Minister. He breached his good faith to me by releasing that report ahead of giving it to who he was meant to under the legislation. If that's the case, would you like to see him charged? 
Well, we are considering our options as they of outlaw. foreshadowed that there could be further investigations, either by an, an integrity commission or even some sort of criminal prosecution for Sofronov's conduct. When Barr asked Sofronov for an explanation, he says that Sofronov responded to him that he believed it was uh, possible to identify ethical journalists and journalists who could effectively be trusted to report things accurately. And so he provided documents to two journalists who he identified in that vein. We've now also learned that Sofronoff briefed select journalists during the inquiry's hearings, which is something that ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr was concerned about. What did Sofronoff have to say about that? So Sofronoff has previously told the inquiry that he sees journalists as a really important aspect of an inquiry of this kind, that, you know, without the inquiry working closely with, with journalists, it wouldn't be able to communicate its findings or the evidence in, in an accurate way. And so he has been open about the need for the inquiry to have working relationships, I guess, with journalists. As you've mentioned, Chris, another person who's been tied up in the controversy around this report is the former ACT Director of Public Prosecutions, Shane Drumgold. Drumgold was, of course, the prosecutor in Bruce Lehrman's criminal trial, and he resigned just days before this report was released. Why did he do that? So Shane Drumgold had been the first person to to call for this public inquiry, and that was based on the fears that he held about police behaviour during the investigation of the trial, which he said was sort of aligned with helping Lerman's defence team successfully defend the case. Um, he later walked that back and said his concerns now were about a skills deficit among investigators. But in fact, the report makes its most serious findings against Drumgold himself. So it finds that he has misled a court, that he had tried to withhold information from the defence team using a, an improper claim of legal privilege over some documents. It found that his suspicions of police were baseless, that he had lost objectivity during the case and that he'd improperly released the letter outlining his concerns. That letter was obtained through Freedom of Information Laws and first reported by The Guardian. So it makes a, a range of really very serious findings against Drumgold and also leaves open this sort of question of whether he should be struck off as a lawyer. Drumgold has said he rejects many of those findings. He's also said that he wasn't given the final report by the inquiry prior to it going to journalists and appearing in the media. But it is important to note here that Drumgold was given a copy of proposed adverse findings that were to be made against him and he was given a chance to respond to those. But what he didn't get was a chance to see the final report and all of its findings prior to it going into the media. And in a statement since the media reporting of, of the Sofranoff inquiry's findings, he has said that he accepts his conduct was, was less than perfect, that he made mistakes, but he has argued that he was making his decisions in good faith and under an immense amount of pressure and an extraordinary workload. And, you know, you have to understand his conduct in, in that context. Mm. I mean, it's a huge price to pay to step down from such a senior position as his. What could happen to him now? There was some pressure upon the government to examine the past cases of Drumgold. The government 
though, has said, you know, it conducted a preliminary review of all the cases that he'd been involved in since taking up the role as DPP and hadn't found anything to warrant a more detailed examination of his cases in the past. That hasn't stopped others from from calling for a deeper investigation. There's also some public pressure for Drumgold to be struck off as a lawyer and potentially to be prosecuted for his actions. Bruce Lerriman has said that he wants to sue the DPP over Drumgold's conduct. So that's a potential avenue. It's important to remember that this inquiry, you know, was about the actions of police and the DPP in investigating and bringing this case to trial. It wasn't about whether or not Lerriman was guilty or whether he was innocent. And he is, of course, always denied this allegation of rape that was made by Brittany Higgins. No findings have been made against him. His first trial, of course, was aborted due to juror misconduct. And then a planned retrial was dropped because prosecutors feared about the impact that it would have on Higgins' mental health. Next, what did the ACT inquiry actually find? Hey, Laura Murphy-Oates here with a quick note about The Guardian. As you're probably aware, Guardian Australia's journalism is editorially independent, meaning we set our own agenda. We don't have a billionaire owner, nor do we answer to shareholders, so we're free from commercial bias. And this independence matters because it means we're able to challenge the powerful and hold them to account. Unlike many news organisations, we have not put up a paywall. We chose a model that means our reporting is open to everyone and funded by our readers who can afford to pay. Every contribution, whether big or small, counts. If you're able to contribute and have a minute, head to theguardian.com forward slash support full story. We've also linked to this on the full story page. Thanks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. Chris, before the break, we talked about all of the fallout from this inquiry. What has that inquiry actually found about the criminal justice system in the ACT? Yes, so we've talked about some of the most shocking findings, which were those made against Shane Drumgold. It also made a series of findings about police, the way they treat sexual assault matters, and it found quite remarkably, really, that police had a deficient understanding of when to charge in sexual assault cases. That's a really critical point to make because if police don't understand properly when they're supposed to charge and on what threshold of evidence is enough 
to charge in a sexual assault case. I mean, that that's a systemic problem that affects many, many cases. That led to a series of recommendations, which police have accepted and around, you know, training and governance to better prepare officers to understand when they should be charging for sexual assault matters and not. One of the really important things that the inquiry found was that there was enough evidence to, to charge Lerman and that the prosecution was properly brought. Now, that was something it hadn't been particularly argued during the inquiry, but prior to the inquiry, we saw the leaking of, of a police briefing document in which investigators had expressed doubt about whether there was sufficient evidence to bring the case. So that was a really important finding of this inquiry. It doesn't say anything about Lerman's guilt or innocence. It just simply says that there was enough material to bring the charge and, and bring the case to court. But in total, there were 10 recommendations made to the government. And those recommendations were quite practical ways that the government and its institutions can address the shortcomings that were made clear in the report. Out of the 10 recommendations in this report, do any of them stick out to you in particular? A number of them concerned an error that was made by police, a quite serious error, in which Brittany Higgins' counselling notes were mistakenly disclosed to Bruce Lerman's lawyer. That episode caused a lot of angst, a lot of trauma to Higgins, but it also solidified this view that Shane Drumgold had taken that police were actively trying to sabotage the case. Those briefing notes shouldn't have been handed to Bruce Lemon's defence lawyer, who says he didn't read them. But the inquiry has made a series of recommendations that, that make it really clear that what they call protected confidences or material like these counselling notes are prohibited from being disclosed at the investigation stage of a criminal process. So that's quite an important recommendation. It also makes a recommendation that there be guidance created to make it clear that defence lawyers can talk to police witnesses and in which circumstances they can. Because you might remember that one of Shane Drumgold's concerns and one of the things that led him to be suspicious of, of police trying to sabotage the case was that police were talking with Bruce Lerman's lawyers during the trial. He thought that that was evidence of them aligning themselves with defence. So the inquiry here has made a recommendation that guidance be given about when police witnesses can talk to legal representatives for a defendant, making clear that there's no property in a witness and that either side can effectively talk to them. And what does the ACT government plan to do with these recommendations? So of the 10 recommendations, uh, the government has agreed to eight of them um, and another two in principle. The Attorney General, Shane Rattenbury, said that he wanted to assure Canberrans that the recommendations would strengthen community confidence in the in the criminal justice system and really sort of repair the damage that, that's been done as a result of this case. Well, as we've discussed, Chris, there's been a lot of criticism about how this inquiry was conducted and the findings released. Jeffrey Watson, director of the Centre for Public Integrity, has said that the Board of Inquiry missed an opportunity to examine what actually went wrong in the ACT. What do you think this inquiry has really achieved? Yeah, look, so there has been um, some criticism from people like Jeffrey Watson about the focus of the inquiry and whether it was properly focused on this sort of systemic issue around how police were treating sexual assault complainants and how they were handling their cases through the criminal justice system. Mm. It's also a criticism that has been made by Shane Drumgold and, and repeated um, in his statement announcing his resignation over the weekend that 
you know, you've still got this situation where a lot of sexual assault complaints that are made to police do not go to trial. And there isn't a lot in the recommendations that could address that aside from correcting police's misunderstanding of, you know, the threshold of when to charge and when not to charge. So, look, that is a, a criticism of the inquiry that it, it really focused in on Shane Drumgold's conduct as an individual prosecutor at the expense of a more systemic examination of the way sexual assault complainants are treated or mistreated by the justice system. And now we're in this situation where uh, so much of the airtime and the attention is going into the problems with the release of the report and the way that it was distributed. And, you know, where there was sort of hope at one stage that this inquiry would draw a line under this matter, I think that's that's evaporated now. So there's there's definitely no end in sight to this. And I think for a lot of people who are involved in this and are sort of being harmed every time it's brought up, that, that must be very disappointing. That was Christopher North. He's a reporter for Guardian Australia. I recommend you check out his recent article explaining the findings of the inquiry in greater detail and also have a read of his analysis on the controversy surrounding their release. We'll post links to those articles on the Full Story page. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Alison Chan, Phoebe McElwraith and James Milsom, who also did the sound design and mixing. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you tomorrow. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.